Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. This is going to be the second episode of the high school series going on here every Sunday. Today is July 10th, 2022. Um, We just had the week one finish up for preseason, um, two training sessions, not really much to really go in detail. Um, So the first five minutes or so, I'm going to go into how it went, how the boys looked, and um, move on to um, what I guess really what this episode's going to be about. I was thinking about this idea the last couple days, um, had conversations with my brother and that, and uh, we came up with the idea of an all-decade team for the program, ranging obviously the last 10 years, so the class of 13 to up to the class of 22. So this team doesn't include any current players, Um, All these players have graduated, and this is just like a fun little way to look back on the years and pick out some players and make a super team and look at it on paper and think how far that team would have went. So I thought this would be a little fun idea since, um, like I was saying last week, there's not really much to go off of and talk about with no um, matches or anything to review. So um Real quick, like I said, just talk about these first two sessions. Uh, I will say the atmosphere um, at these first couple sessions have been great. A lot of players, we've had almost 40 players at both morning sessions, and um, it's a little overwhelming at first, but uh, it's a great thing to be out there with all the boys. Um, The staff, we're all super excited. Um, Everybody's easy to work with, and they're all very coachable. Um, once I get to know everybody, all the new players too, I got to learn all, remember all their names. Um, that's going to probably take a little bit of time, but I know it's going to be a great season regardless. Um, but yeah, that first session, um, an hour there on the track ran two half miles. Um, there was obviously, it was going to be a big shock to the system, um, for a lot of the players that maybe didn't put a time into, um, preparing, which is fine. It's not the end of the world if you don't. Um, that's what these next four to five weeks are going to be about um, before we get into the mandatory sessions, really being out there in August, five days a week, um, some double sessions maybe in there, who knows. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a shock to their system. A lot of them left it all out there, and that's all you can really ask for is just for them to put the work in now, and eventually you're, they're going to see the gains um, for what for their efforts here. So ran those two half miles, did some little shuttle run sprints, 25 yards, and then um, I think we did some 40s. And then we went over to the field, did some touch work, really, um, just getting the, getting the boys used to touching the ball again because I'm sure some of them haven't touched a ball in a very long, t- long time. Others have been keeping up with club ball, so we just need to get everybody on the same page there. And then, yeah, the first session was good. We ended it. Scott... Um, gave the boys a chance to avoid doing more sprints at the end. He offered, he offered each class to put a player up to have an opportunity to hit the crossbar from about the top of the D or the, above the top of the 18-yard box. And uh, the seniors put Chase McRae out there, um, and he let the seniors go first. And Chase right away hit it square on. It wasn't like a skimmer or anything where you have to debate it. It clearly hit right dab, dab smack on the middle of the bar. And it was hilarious because um, Chase Chase is just a goofy guy, and it was awesome for him to hit it. So it was, that's how we ended the first session. Second session, still the boys were feeling a little sore. 
Um, brought the energy though. I think there was a bit of nerves in everybody's stomachs because we were running a full mile. And um, I think a lot of the newer guys maybe haven't ever had their times taken or um, tracked. So it gives them a good marker to see where they're at and to grow from it. And it's a benchmark really. So we had, I think out of the 39 that were there that morning, 38, 39, we had 11 boys finish under six minutes, um, Devin Bach and, and uh, Colin, Colin finished first with the best times 527 um all the other boys were around the 540s 550s um had a new boy get a 558 he absolutely laid it all out there that last hundred or just you just saw it in his face he wanted it so bad uh and that's that's what we're looking for we want to see that that desire and hunger to to achieve great things in this program so that's what we love to see um it was a light day in running as well. I'll say on that Friday, we started with that mile, did um, some more shuttle runs, um, more sprint style, um, up and back a couple times, and then uh, did some work on the on the um, the stands, the bleachers. So light there, and then we went over and um, did more ball work and stuff. And I had to cut out early because I had to go to work, so I wasn't there for the second half of the touch, all the touches on the ball. But um, I'm sure it ended well. And yeah, I mean. It's, it's it's just introductory introductory stuff to show the boys what we're about should tell them the lay of the land of lay of the law and um get them around the program and the idea of what we want so um yeah that encapsulated the first two sessions this starting tomorrow we're going to have our first monday session um and our first week of three full sessions so i'm sure the boys are excited to be back out there as much as we are and yeah getting into the all decade team now um the way i picked this is it was i tried to pick somebody from each class really but it, i mean i shouldn't say that i should say i wanted to pick the best team but it worked out to where i pretty much picked somebody from each graduating class of the last 10 years except maybe one class yeah the way i laid it out here except one class um so yeah i guess going from Oh, I should say I, I put the boys in a three-five-two formation. So, I mean, I'm sure if anybody listening wants to make their own team in their mind or on paper, whatever, you go back, look at the stats and or the old the old posters from every year you have to think about who maybe would make your team. Uh, just let me know. You can share on our socials there at Post Twenty Pod. Tw- uh, message us on Twitter or maybe DM us on Insta. See what you have to say if you want to get involved in making your own team. But yeah, for my team here, I guess starting from the oldest, um, the class of 2020 or the class of 2013, um, going as one of my two strikers, I'm going with Jacob Cowan. He scored 41 goals and assisted 43 times in his career. His senior year, he scored 28 goals, which is which is fifth all time in a single season for the program. Um, he he made the All South Jersey team. All State and was selected to the All State Senior Game, uh, being one of only two people selected to that game in uh, this team I made um, that I'm aware of. But yeah, I mean Jake was a was a senior when I was a junior. Um, all the guys on the staff, um, except Fowler, played with him. Um, they knew he was a an X factor for us um, that year. He carried us along the way. A lot of us. Um, it was his team. He was a captain. He was he had a strong personality. He carried himself on a different degree. Um, you could say, I mean, I think people would agree he was 
he wasn't afraid of the dark arts side of the game. He was he was more in your face, uh, mouthy, um, but he backed it up with his play, getting all these goals and securing all these um, game winners. I remember that in uh, his senior year there, my junior year, he scored a hat trick against Buna at home. Um, two of them from free kicks. It was probably one of his best games I've ever seen him play there for the program, and that was just he was a dog and laid it all out there and. He was somebody that we all we all backed up and knew he could take us to where we needed to go when um, everybody else was kind of lacking in the goal scoring front. Um, I think in that year, if I can pull it up quickly, he he led the team at 28, and I think the next closest was like 10, 10 or 11. So there was a huge gap there um, in in his in the margin there for goals. So. Yeah, and I think that's why he would make my team going on to the class of 14. Um, this would be my, in goal. I think this would, and every, everybody would agree with me here in this position uh, that's been around the program and, and um, in the last decade or so. I'd go with Tanner here, Tanner Kerr. Um, his senior year, he, uh, he kept 16 clean sheets, which is the most in a regular season for the program. Um, he finished third all-time with most clean sheets with 19, um, finished first in seasonal wins um, with 19 as well, only allowed 11 goals um, in a season, which is the lowest in program history. I think second is 13, um, and then he transferred from um, Moorestown his junior year, so he only played two seasons. I, he probably would have finished first in all, in all the records if he was here all four years, but he played a total of 35 games. Um, in goal and only allowed 15, which I think is the lowest um, on average in that in that amount of time. So, yeah, and um, in this, he won us three penalty shootouts as well that senior year, that that title winning year. We won South Jersey. Um, all three of those are actually yeah, two of those shootouts that we won were in the South Jersey or the state tournament in the semis and in the final, and then he also helped us win a shootout in the first round of the Coaches Cup against Cherokee, which we hosted. Um, and in that game, he saved all three of the kicks that they had, and we made all three of ours. So, I mean, he was just, he was somebody that, it was it, it was a game changer for us where in these in the, all those tight games, especially where we, we the game got late and it was a tight match, and we, we, we just went to the strategy of playing for a shootout because we knew Tanner would give us one to two good saves, and would help lift some of the stress and weight off of the of the shooters um the shooter's shoulders so i mean he was an absolute baller who gave everybody confidence even the coaching staff we just knew he was the guy we could go to when we were in need in those particular situations as well as during the game i mean anything that came in the box he was such a presence that it warded off any danger most of the time so yeah and as well i will say he did score a goal I think he's probably one of only few, very few in in high school sports that scored a goal as a goalkeeper. It was against Lower as well. I think it was a full a punt the length of the field. It just bounced over the goalie. The goalie misjudged it, the flight of the ball, and uh, just bounced and skipped in. The goalie was hilarious, um, and it's funny enough, it was against Lower as well. So, yeah, I think he would be a unanimous pick for anybody listening that would put somebody in goal there. Um, another player in the class of 14 that would make my team playing in that like right center back situation um, would be Cody Stanford um, one goal two assists he wasn't he wasn't your technical guy on the ball he was an all-out defender 
that would break up play. He wouldn't be somebody that could develop any play, have a good pass range, or um, didn't like getting up the field either to shoot. He was just a pure hold back, break up the play, and just move on from there. He finished, um, or I should say, was selected first team all conference, made all South Jersey, all state, and just like um, Cowan was selected to the all state senior game. So Cody was a well revered guy and respected player in the in the conference and in South Jersey in general his senior year um, was a captain as well um, and uh, was just heavily involved in the program as soon as he came as an, and as a freshman as well as Jake Jake as well played a lot of his time in uh, his three years um, didn't play any his freshman year but his three years he did play and Cody played all four years I think he was a four-year letterman so highly regarded from the program's perspective from the conference as well as the um, South Jersey and state, obviously. So he was uh, just somebody you knew that you wouldn't have to worry about in the back. He, most of the time, he would he would be put on back then. I should say under Coach Mayer, um, we played with um, marking backs and a sweeper. So different times there. Um, Cody was one of the, our main marking backs that would just uh, man mark the other team's best player, and nine times out of ten would do his job and wouldn't allow them to produce any type of attacking um, chances which is why we did so well our senior year only giving up 11 goals and getting all those clean sheets for Tanner so uh, Cody was an integral part to it and I know he's an easy choice for me in this team Uh, moving on to the class of 16 this is going to be my other striker choice Um, oh I should have said this at the start I'm sorry but this is going off of their high school career solely. This has nothing to do with post-high school, with collegiate, or if they went on to the next level, any sort. This is strictly on their high schooling ability and what they did in the, in the program then. So, And it's funny enough, this is a perfect time before I say this pick. Um, so yeah, my second strike, I'm going with Joe Fallow, currently on the staff, um, plays FC Motown, ter- did time with um, and the New York Red Bulls second team. Um, Joe's done a great job for himself moving on past this point in high school um, selected as a one of the best players in Division three his junior year so um, did very well for himself but for high school he finished with 46 goals um, in total and in 14 assists um, Joe was a had he had the height his junior senior year um, in those years he secured. He scored 20 goals his junior year and 17 his senior year, putting him, like I said, on a grand total of 46. Um, he did um, have some time his his sophomore year. That was the year he was a part of the um, South Jersey team that uh, me, Scott, uh, Tanner were on. Um, so, yeah, he's a title winner there. But um, he scored seven goals in that year as well, getting into a team with, with a total of like 13 seniors we had that year. So... Joe Joe was respected by the coaches and saw that he deserved time to get involved in the team early on and it showed in those later years he was bagging a lot of goals for the team and he had the size and his height but he wasn't as bulky didn't find the gym yet um in those years of high school college he found the weight room but but yeah he was he's somebody that you could lay the ball long to hold the play up and um connect to the quicker guys on the team I will say Jake is Jake Cowan had similar a similar structure to him a build I should say tall like six three lanky um, was able to ward people off with his long reach and could strike a ball very cleanly so two similar similar guys you could put up there that 
um, in, if, in case one isn't doing well, you know the other can do the same thing. So, uh, yeah, I'd have Joe as my partner up there with Jake Cowan. Uh, moving on to the class of 17, I would go with a center mid, more of a, my box-to-box guy, the number eight role. Um, good foot skills, technically on the ball, probably the best foot skills in this team that I made. Um, more of a deep-line playmaker, can link up a lot of play, um, isn't shy of a good tackle. Um, it would be Ray Wilson, class of 17, 2017. So the stats wouldn't agree with what I'm saying. I mean, four goals, eight assists. He was a freshman that year. We were um, we won South Jersey, so he experienced at a young age the success that we can achieve as a program, and uh, he took that on to his shoulders and led led on. I think he was a senior his senior year on the top of my head, uh, a captain I should say. A senior his senior year. Uh, yeah, he was a captain his senior year. Um, not not the most boisterous or outgoing guy, but more of a lead by example type of player. Um, like I said, silky smooth on the ball, isn't afraid of um, embarrassing a couple people trying to go for the highlight reel. Um, but a very tidy player that if you need to have a good transition play, he's your guy. So uh, he'd be my number eight in there. Uh, moving on to the my other my left center back. Um, I go from the class of 2018, Matt Brown, 14 goals, four assists, um, played center back his senior year and still scored 13 goals. He was the main driving force for that team his year. Um, ultimately, um, I believe they lost to Oakcrest in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, they did 3-2. Um, he, he's a guy that uh, had a good build. From a young age, he was very, very passionate about the game, played a lot, watched a lot, watched a lot of the older players play. His older brother was two years older than him, um, Tim, so he was heavily invested into the game there and um, was a leader from the back, like I said. Um, Stood up on their, or took their free kicks, uh, scored a couple as well. Just a tidy player, left-footed as well, so he fits nicely at that left center back. which is hard to come by. Um, but yeah, he's, he's somebody that I would have in the back there as well with uh, Cody. So um, next, I'm going to go with my right mid here. Class of 2019, go with Eddie Proud. Um, Eddie, similar to Ray, has just a nice finesse to his game. Um, good on the ball. Isn't afraid to take people on one-on-one. I was lucky enough to be on the coaching staff his senior year. That was my first year helping the program as a volunteer. Um, was a captain. He he was a guy that scored great goals and created a lot of opportunities for people. Um, not not the most um, like just like Ray, not the most outgoing type of guy, but more of a lead by example. And it showed with the seventeen goals, eighteen assists. Um, didn't have the success that he would have liked in the postseason there in the playoffs, but. I think just if you were able to watch him play, and now he's a, he's going into his senior year at Newman University, um, he's just a quality player that I think in this team that I'm making would would um, thrive very well in um, in creating chances and send people up, as well as scoring some goals there on the right wing. Um, going to the class of 2020 now that I have in this team. First, I'm going with uh, my left winger, left mid, however you want to put it. Uh, I'll go with David Gardner. He scored 57 goals 
in his career and also 15 assists with with um, the goals he finished fourth most fourth all time or fourth title he's finished tied for fourth with the most goals in program history I think first has 71 or something I think 71 79 I forget but yeah that's crazy I don't know if anybody's ever going to reach that we'll see but yeah David was just similar to how Eddie he's just a natural naturally gifted on the ball um very agile people compared him a lot to a gazelle on the ball just his speed and explosive um burst his his burst of energy off the ball dribbling is just crazy how he gets away and nimbles around people it's uh it's unhuman like at times watching him and i think he probably he i think he probably scored the one of the best goals in program history um that his senior year we were lucky enough to play up at um up at Subaru Park now, previously PPL Park, where the Philadelphia Union play, we managed to scrimmage a game or schedule a game against Mainland. Up there, we unfortunately lost five one, but the one goal we scored, David scored off a bicycle kick from about like sixteen yards out, top right of the box, which was uh, one of the most insane goals possibly I've ever seen in person, especially at the high school level. And to do it at that venue was was incredible. But um. Yeah, David. David's just a natural guy on the ball. Great at the sport in general, um, and yeah, I think he he easily makes this team on that left mid. Um, one of his his classmates, graduating classmates there as well from the class of twenty twenty, go with uh, Brendan Martha. Seven goals, thirty two assists in his career. I'd put him in there at that ten role uh, behind Joe and and uh, Jake. He's uh, obviously you can just tell from the stats. He's a guy that sets up a lot of goals. Um, set up a lot of to David those guys were a partner and a nice dynamic duo uh, David had 25 his senior year 25 goals I'll say and, and Brendan had 20 assists so you can understand how those stats correlate but um, yeah Brendan just a natural guy on the ball technically gifted he brings that little quality and finesse to the attack where we can slow the game down and uh, let the guys move up the field and catch up to the play um Unfortunate, they couldn't have had more success in their high school careers that they deserved with um, the, the output they had in the stats and the talent they had. But um, yeah, you could just tell he was—he's nice on the ball, sets up a lot of goals, and isn't afraid to have a couple on the set pieces as well. He was decent on free kicks, so yeah, he'd fit in at my ten roll there at the cam. Um, last two spots here, um, class of twenty twenty one. Um, this would be my six, my holding mid, kind of just staying back like the other guys do all the attacking work. He's more of a stay at home, break up the play. I'm going to go with uh, Gavin Quinn, 11 goals, four assists. Um, from what I, when I watched him, he wasn't, he wasn't like a, an attacking minded player. He was, like I said, he, that's why I put him at a six. He broke up a lot of plays, can play at center back if you need him to. Um, just very, very big more of a bruiser type of player wins the ball outlets it to the creative guys to go forward and and, and get the transition going um but yeah he was he he's a solid player that i could fit in here um at that six role so yeah and then my last spot there that central center back to end it all off from the most recent class um go with tommy carr he finished his career with five assists. Didn't didn't register a goal for the, at the varsity level, but um, in his last game in that shootout against Manchester Township in the first round, he did score a penalty. So um, you can give him that if you want. 
Um, but yeah, Tommy's just all around good guy. He has the build to play that central center back role. Um, big, stocky, um, can be very physical in the air. Um, did take a lot of the set pieces from the defensive half of the field. Has a good leg on him to get the ball out of danger. Um, and has decent foot skills on him to dribble out of a few hairy situations. So I think he would fit perfectly in that central role to to command that back line and really um, lock things down. Um, so yeah, I think that rounds out the episode, puts us around the same as last time, like 25-minute mark. So so yeah, so quick overview of the team and goal, Tanner Kerr. My three center backs go with Cody, Cody Stanford, Tommy Carr, Matt Brown. Uh, holding mid there and Gavin Quinn, uh, four across the middle in Eddie Proud, Brendan Bartha, Ray Wilson, David Gardner, and then up top go with Jake Cowan and Joe Falla. Um, so yeah, that's just a fun little thing I wanted to do. doesn't really have anything to do with the upcoming season and whatnot. Um, this is more just filler to until we have more stuff to talk about. Um, we don't have any games coming up until August 13th, I believe the the AB8 tournament going to be held at Aki down in Rio. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, appreciate all the support and in uh, the comments that you guys leave if you do. Um, like I said, follow us at our, on our socials at Post20Pod over on Instagram and Twitter. Um, these, these streams come out first on SoundCloud, but you can also listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Those come are released, I think, an hour or so after they um are published on soundcloud so yeah if you prefer spotify that's fine you can go listen there or if you prefer soundcloud that works too apple podcasts as well um and yeah uh i'll be back next sunday to talk about this week's training i'm sure there's gonna be a lot more to talk about we'll probably open things more up for uh more open more things up at training to go more full-sided stuff more attacking drills see how the boys are looking if there's any growth being taken place or taking place um but yeah other than that i'll quit rambling and let you guys go on about your days but yeah once again thank you so much for listening and uh oh and make sure you to stay tuned for our the main shows episodes on wednesday if you guys are into premier league soccer um yeah thanks see you next time